Louisville football head coach Jeff Brom and the rest of the staff have been very busy over the past month or so handing out some big-time offers to some big-time prospects in the 2024 class, and there are three new offers to talk about. We'll do that on today's episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast, discussing the three offers to Jeremiah McClellan, Damani Maxson, and Deuce Adams. So with that being said, stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Like I mentioned in the opener, Jeff Brom and company have been very busy handing out some big-time offers in the 2024 recruiting class thus far. Um, And there are three new ones to talk about. Four-star wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan, four-star safety Damani Maxson, and three-star quarterback Deuce Adams. Three prospects, uh, one from St. Louis, the other two from Texas will begin in the Midwest talking about the four-star receiver from St. Louis, Missouri. That is Jeremiah McClellan, one, 185-pound receiver from Christian Brothers College High School in the St. Louis area, ranked as the 153rd best prospect in the country according to 24-7 Sports, the 32nd best at the position, and the fourth best in the state of Missouri. Now, Missouri... St. Louis in particular really hasn't been an area that the Cardinals historically over the past couple decades or so have really prioritized on the recruiting front. And when Jeff Brom said, you know, he made that comment early on in, you know, the days when he got hired, you know, there was going to be a five-hour radius that Louisville was going to, um, you know, pay attention to when it came to recruiting. And, you know, a lot of that is Kentucky, up to Indiana, over to Ohio, for sure. But I want to know, obviously this is just one offer, but I wonder if that five-hour radius is going to also cover traveling west as well. St. Louis, a little under five hours away from the Louisville area, depending if you're going the speed limit speed limit or not, depending on traffic as well. Um, But like I mentioned, not necessarily an area that Louisville has prioritized. One thing that I'm interested in, and whether or not this is coincidence or not, or if it's just Louisville offering a top player because McClellan is a top 200 prospect in the class, Jackson State transfer in this past cycle, Kevin Coleman Jr. is also from the St. Louis area. So I wonder... Um, if Jeff Brom and company, when, when talking about that local aspect, talking about Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky, if he also means Missouri. Maybe it's too early to tell. But regardless, I think that that's very interesting because when you think about um, you know the surrounding areas, you, know, you think about Ohio or you think about Cincinnati and Indianapolis because both of those are about two hours away. But St. Louis, I wonder, with it being five hours away, I wonder if the Cardinals would try to go a little bit west and try to go into Missouri. Now, granted, it's not necessarily a huge recruiting hotbed like the Sunshine State, like Georgia, like even 
Ohio or Texas or California, but Missouri has been known to turn out some pretty solid prospects pretty much every single cycle, and it looks like Jeremiah McClellan is the next in line. Um, for Louisville, this makes a ton of sense. They're going to have to take a, a couple of top receivers in this class, as they probably will in almost every class, because um, you know you have some upperclassmen, you know, Jamari Thrash, um, Jimmy Callaway, Jaden Thompson, um, so on and so forth. Um, Amari Huggins Bruce is you know going to be a true junior this upcoming season. So you have to plan for the future. I think it would probably not surprise me to see Louisville take two, maybe three receivers in this class. Jeremiah McClellan um, is not the first wide receiver off in the class, and he's not going to be the last. But I, I think that this is a recruitment that Louisville is going to try to get in the mix on early. Um, and McClellan has offers from a lot of schools. Um, Notre Dame is in the mix in this recruitment. Oregon is another um, – that's another – place to look for he's gotten a lot of interest just over the past couple months ever since 2023 came around I mean look at the offers that he picked up from Jan 1 to now Purdue Purdue offered back in January um he attended Tennessee's junior day got offers from South Carolina Miami Penn State Pittsburgh Washington North Carolina Mississippi LSU Louisville and most recently Arizona so McClellan you know, racking in the offers, and granted, that is pretty much uh, what's going to be expected for a top 200 prospect, almost top 150. Uh, last season, first team All State selection in the state of Missouri. Um, as well, actually, this was as a June as a sophomore. Uh, he was an All State selection, 41 receptions, 989 yards, and nine touchdowns. I'm not sure what his um, what his statistics statistics are looking like for this upcoming season okay here it is junior year 61 receptions uh, 1100 yards and 13 touchdowns had 1640 all-purpose yards to go with 18 touchdowns um so that just kind of goes to show you that um this is a prospect that a lot of top programs around the country are going to try to get into the mix um it goes without saying when you watch what um, McClellan brings to the field, you know, being six foot one, 190 pounds uh, plays mainly on the outside, but extremely solid, you know, when it comes to going up one-on-one -on -one with opposing defensive backs, solid route running as well. One thing that jumps out immediately is that explosiveness. He's a guy that if you let him get past that first line of the defense, it's a possible house call. Um, you know, I look at this and, and I know that rankings are kind of fluid at the moment. Um, you know, recruiting services are just starting to get into uh, prioritizing those rankings. But if there are 31 better receivers in the country than McClellan, this is going to be an all-time historical class. Um, Jeremiah has been absolutely a phenom not only in the receiving game but also special teams um does a solid job in uh wildcat quarterback situations end around situations um so on and so forth there's a lot of opportunity i think in the term of versatility when it comes to utilizing him at the next level and i think that when you watch jeff brom's offense over the past couple of seasons at purdue one thing that he does 
almost as good as any other college coach in the country is getting his star playmakers the ball in a variety of different ways, whether that is traditional routes, whether that's end rounds, screens, uh, you know, bubble screens, slants, so on and so forth. Um, I think that, um, you know, being six foot one, 190, I, when I watched him, you know, play out wide as a wideout, I was thinking, okay, well, McClellan is probably a guy that utilizes solid strength and has a a pretty deceptive speed. Well, it's not deceptive at all. The guy is extremely quick. He is a player that if you allow him to get past that initial wave of contact, he is a guy that's going to churn out a ton of extra yards after contact. Um, the icing on the cake here is that versatility being able to be utilized in a handful of different ways. Um, you know, kind of like how um, Purdue utilized uh, Rondell Moore, David Bell, so on and so forth. Although, um, you know, I think that McClellan compares more so to Bell than he does to Moore, considering the height, but um, does a good job of high pointing the football. A solid route runner creates separation. Um, very quickly off the line of scrimmage, um, does a good job of kind of you know utilizing his strength to fend off um, you know opposing press at the line of scrimmage. Also, one thing with his size, I think, is his willingness and his ability to run block. Uh, does a good job, and that kind of gets overlooked as being able to run block on the boundary, uh, but being able to utilize that size and that strength to his advantage. That's one thing that I look at, and um, you know, it's just extremely encouraging for the future. Uh, for his future, um, for Louisville, obviously, it's about getting him on a visit. Going to be a lot of competition for this one, but an opportunity for the Cardinals to try to go get another standout wide receiver from the St. Louis, Missouri area. So um, let's transition now over um, to the Texas side of things, two Texas prospects that got offers from Louisville, Damani Max and Deuce Adams. We'll talk about the former first Damani Max and four-star safety. Um, very interesting prospect, a very, very versatile on the defense side of the ball. We'll talk about him here in just a second. After we talk about our friends in the title sponsor of the sh- in the show, FanDuel. Sorry, can't speak. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to 300000 or I'm sorry, $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't work. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will even score the first touchdown. Um, All the bets for Super Bowl 57, like I talked about the no sweat first bet, you have to check that out. It's on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel.com. Uh, slash locked on to claim that no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Cardinal fans. Thanks again for making Locked On the Wolva your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Heading on into discussing the second offer of three that was made out recently. That is to four-star defensive back, Damani Maxson. Damani is a six foot, 180 pound safety from Houston, Texas, plays at Clear Lake High School. Um, listed as a safety, the 309th best prospect in the country, according to the 24 7 Sports Composite, 25th best safety, and 47th best prospect in the state of Texas. Also, a, uh, a guy who competes in track and field as well, so possible two sport athlete at the next level, has a ton of solid offers already. I'm going to go ahead and read this offer sheet out. Arizona, Arizona State, Arkansas, Colorado, Georgia, Houston, Louisville, LSU, Michigan State, Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, UNLV, USC, Washington State, West Virginia, and many more. Um, Needless to say, you look at that ranking, he's ranked as a three-star in 24-7 sports, probably a prospect that is due for a rankings boost. Um, this is what uh, Gabe Brooks, a recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports, said about Maxson. If you're looking for a pure striker at safety, Maxson fits the description. Impressive downhill closing speed and arriving pop. Maxson plays with impressive violence that manifests in his tone-setting physicality. His functional athleticism also fosters broad pursuit range that should help in coverage as well. My number one question for Maxson or for his recruitment moving forward, I know he's listed as a safety, but is he being recruited as a safety as well? And that is not any type of knock or slight or anything. This is more so a compliment because I mentioned before we went to break, the versatility is outstanding. Um, The Clear Lake standout is a player that has played at safety at um, you know, cornerback on the boundary, in the slot, uh, outside linebacker, um, rushing the quarterback at the line of scrimmage. It's basically like, um, you know, it's like, hey, coach, what do you need? Okay, I'll do it. It's like a Swiss Army knife, so to speak. He's utilized in a handful of different ways, you know, highlighting that versatility. So I think that that's one thing looking at it now is, yes, he's listed as a safety, but is that going to change depending on what system he could possibly go into at the next level? For instance, we've seen it over and over again at Louisville, even in Scott Satterfield's tenure. Take a player like Ben Perry, for example. Um, a guy that you know was utilized as a safety in high school, but transitioned more so as a coverage linebacker in college. Um, TJ Quinn, a safety that transitioned into an inside linebacker, Jalen Alderman, a safety that moved into inside linebacker. That's kind of been a, a point of emphasis for the Louisville Cardinals over the past couple of seasons. I know it's a new coaching staff. I understand that, but I think that 
it honestly helps out more to go after these types of players that are very versatile because you're implementing a system that really puts emphasis on defensive back versatility. I know we keep talking about the 4-2-5, 4-2-5, but it's true. You bring in a 4-2-5 base formation that, for those who don't know, four defensive linemen, two linebackers, and five defensive backs. That's usually, you know, um, you know, a couple cornerbacks, a couple safeties, um, you know, and, and one defensive back. I know that this year it seems like the starting, um, you know, coverage linebacker safety hybrid is probably going to be maybe Gilbert Frierson. Um, you're going to see Ben Perry in that mix. It's kind of hard to put labels on the positions because, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts. Players fill different roles at different times, and I think that's where Damani Maxson really fits what Louisville is trying to do defensively is you're utilizing that defensive back versatility. You know, the days of a guy being a traditional safety or a traditional coverage linebacker are you know, seemingly in the rear view. Um, if you have that versatility, which Maxson does, uh, he's very, very solid defending the run, a good job of, per of pursuit, um, does a solid job of exploding off the line of scrimmage and getting into the opposing backfield, rushing the passer, um, you know, also dropping back into coverage as well. You know, six foot, 180 pounds, not the tallest defensive back, but I think he makes up for it with his size, his strength, and his explosiveness. I think if you're looking at one player on the Wolves defense that you could sort of compare him to or at least compare the trajectory of what he could become at the next level. And it's hard to do that at the moment because you're going through a whole new uh, schematic shift. But from what we've seen, I think it's Ben Perry. I think that, you know, he fits, you know, being recruited as a safety, but maybe has the body type, has the uh, physical skill set, has the, um, you know, explosiveness to sort of, you know, be utilized as more of a hybrid linebacker that does a, a couple of different things. I think that you see over, you know, the course of college football, over, you know, the history of time, it, it seems like certain types of players get utilized differently in certain different eras. What I mean by that is you see trends like Tyreek Hill has completely made it to where, you know, speed and um, you know, explosiveness at the wide receiver position is at the forefront of scouting. Um, you look at it, trying to think of who else, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, um, you know, mobile quarterback that can, you know, hurt you with his legs and his arm. Um, so on and so forth. I think that at least from what I've seen, and he wasn't the first to do so, but he's the first player that I can kind of pinpoint at the moment, is a guy like Isaiah Simmons. And like I said, he's not the first one to do so, but a safety that played as an edge at times, played as an inside linebacker at times, played as an outside coverage linebacker at times, played as a quarterback spy at times, played as a traditional safety, a slot cornerback, whatever he needed to do for Dabble Sweeney and Brent Venable's defense back for those Clemson teams, he did. And I think that that's one thing that um, we're starting to see college kind of shift. And like I said, he's not the first one to do so, but he's one of those that I can look at and I'm thinking, okay, well, he's kind of like the mold of what colleges are trying to do is get that versatility. So a guy being recruited as a safety may play some 
point at safety, but also might slide into the outside linebacker position, or he may be sort of a, a slot cornerback or an outside cornerback. Who knows? The strong safety, free safety. I don't want to limit Damani Maxson to one position because I think his versatility is going to open up a lot of opportunity for him at the next level. We've seen that in the Houston area, and he's doing this in a very, very solid uh, talent-filled area in that um, eastern, southeastern, um, you know, Texas area in the Houston metro, so on and so forth. So, Damani Maxson, a prospect that a little bit of an interesting recruit because it's going to depend on if he's going to be recruited as a traditional safety or what coach's vision for him is at the next level. Same thing for McClellan as it is for Maxson. Getting him on a visit is going to be tough, but also a lot of programs after him already. Um Final segment of the show, we'll talk about another Texas prospect, quarterback Deuce Adams from New Braunfels. Um, before we do that, I want to say thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Also, do want to apologize for the lack of consistency when it comes to programming. I know, like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a challenging month to uh, get programming and episodes out in a timely manner, but I'm going to try to do that and going to try to do that so that you have enough episodes uh, to meet the, the requirement for this month or for my requirement that I've made personally for myself. So, um, with that being said, final segment of the show discussing new offers handed out by Jeff Brom and company. The most recent one I feel like, or is what it seems like, is three-star quarterback Deuce Adams, who is in line for a huge rankings jump. The three-star quarterback from New Braunfels, Texas, plays at Canyon High School, six foot one, 170-pound signal caller, 628th best prospect in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 58th best uh, quarterback in the country, 90th and best in the state of Texas. So just kind of goes to show you highlighting that uh, you know, that focus of you know talent rich area in texas um a hundred prospects inside of the top 1000 which is absolutely nuts but um adams is a guy that um as a sophomore only had a thousand yards with 13 touchdowns and one interception had about 175 yards on the ground with four rushing touchdowns, averaged like 2.5 yards per carry, which isn't the greatest, but has taken a step as a junior. And it seems like he is definitely going to rise up boards, has uh, still starting to um, you know, get his name out there, but has been on the radar for a couple of solid programs, has an offer from Baylor, an offer from Cal, Louisville, um, so it looks like Baylor, Boston College, Cal, and Louisville are his only, uh, Washington State as well, are his only Power 5 Division One offers at the moment, but he's been a guy that um, you know has been on campus at Baylor, a guy that Texas is keeping tabs on, and a player that I think is going to rise up recruiting rankings. Obviously, you're going to need to take a quarterback in the 2024 class if you are the Cardinals, most definitely because you want to continue to address the quarterback position with each and every class. Uh, it is worth noting that Adams is a possible legacy recruit at Texas. Now, granted, it's, you have to wonder whether or not they're going to recruit over him with him only being rated inside of the top 700. But um, his father was an absolutely phenomenal wide receiver at the University of Texas. 
um, set a lot of records in the mid-1990s, and I believe is a coach for Canyon High School. I could be wrong, but I believe he coaches high school in the area. But um, from New Braunfels, Texas, uh, does a good job with his deep ball. I think that you know the deep ball accuracy is the number one thing that stands out to me about Deuce Adams' game. Um, has the ability to absolutely let it fly as a gunslinger and absolutely um, you know, fantastic arm, solid arm strength, and solid touch on the deep ball as well. Um, this past season, I think he became more of a guy that ran when he needed to, to uh, continuing to do that, but utilizing his legs a little bit more. Um, improved on that 2.5 yards per carry. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as, you know, you know, calling him a dual threat quarterback at the moment. I think he's more of a, a more of a pocket passer. But um, you know, six foot one, one seventy, a guy that can utilize his legs um, and does a good job of you know getting that pocket presence. You know, in a situation where if he needs to get out and run, he will. Uh, but just um, a guy that's continuing to improve. I think that when camps roll around this summer, he's going to be one of those players that rises up the board. So I don't mind Louisville trying to get into the mix early here. Um, I, I think that when it comes to quarterback recruiting, I'm going to trust the uh, the um, analysis of Brian and Jeff Brom because there's not too many more that are better at recruiting the quarterback position than those two. Um, but I'm very interested to see. I, I think one thing to focus on here is going to be how programs like Baylor and Texas, Texas A&M, you know, Texas Tech are going to try to get into the mix. If they do, how serious are they going to try to be? That's going to be the one thing that I'm worried about here when it comes to Adams recruitment is because, you know, his dad played in Texas. Um, he's from Texas. I'm not saying that he wouldn't leave Texas, but going to be hard. It's always hard to take a player from Texas out of Texas because there's so many top, um, you know, programs that they can go play at. Um, so it's going to be a very tough recruitment, but I like that Louisville's trying to get into the mix early on. I would like to see the Cardinals try to get him on campus um, in the next couple months or so, like for the spring game. Uh, which is, um, I think, late April. So uh, we'll see how things go there. But I think that this is a very interesting recruitment as well. Going to be a matter of, like Maxon, like um, McClellan, getting them on campus early on, trying to establish that relationship and, and get that relationship to a position to where you're involved in the list cuts to where you can get chosen for an official visit, so on and so forth. But that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon.